Oddity Files is brought to you by ThatWitchBeauty.com. Self-care potions for the weirdo who wants more out of life. Small batches made with all-natural organic ingredients with moon-charged water and crystal-infused. Energy potions, smokeless smudge sprays, and even a real love potion made with real pheromones. Head to thatwitchbeauty.com and you'll find out the magic is in you too. Be fierce. Be fearless. Be unapologetically you. Thatwitchbeauty.com And we're back. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> um, oh, no. Y'all are listening to Oddity Files, the podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I am still Nick Floyd. Thank, Thank goodness. Fucking God. <laughs> Some oh days I God. wish I wasn't. but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same. Oh, lordy. Lordy, lordy, lordy. I did take show notes. Like three times today because I'm so out of practice. Mm. Um, but I, we've gotten no complaints about the new format. Great. But nobody's even acknowledged that things have changed in our Facebook fan groups. So. I feel like I feel like maybe that's a good thing. Maybe before the episodes just flew by for people, they were like, "Wow, these." Mu-. So they listen like thirty minutes, and then they still feel like they fly by for people, and they just don't realize. I sure. Know. I don't know. We'd love your fucking feedback is what we're saying, guys. So yes. if if it's bad, though, we don't want it. Just yeah. put that out there. I don't want to cry myself to sleep at night. I, I do that anyway, but. It's yeah, <laughs> me too. Optimism. 500 miles away. Um, so I came across this account on Instagram that I am obsessed with. So I want everybody listening to follow them. It's at living in a former funeral home. So it's this couple with two small children that bought a former funeral home and they're, you know, renoing it is pretty much what they're doing to live there. And just every few days they post some weird shenanigans that's going on in the house. And I swear at one point I saw that they were in Indiana, but as I was writing the show notes today, I couldn't find where I saw that, mm. which is totally my life right now. Everything <laughs> is like, I know I saw this, but I don't know where. So I highly recommend giving living in a formal, for, blah, 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 blah. one more time, living in a former funeral home on Instagram, a follow. Hashtag goals, man. How cool. I love, I feel like people, I feel like the idea of an influencer for the longest time, there are probably a lot of people who sit and they go like, well, I don't know. What I have is not that interesting. And then the pandemic happened. And I think we saw a lot of people, there was a YouTuber, which isn't really in line with with what we talk about, but there was a YouTuber that I saw. He was like a 20-year-old kid who who was had a Norwegian 
like a heavy Norse background and his family lineage and all this stuff. And so like his forefathers, he went out and he decided I'm going to go build a cabin from scratch. Oh shit. Um, with the knowledge that I have and I'm just going to go out there and see how long it takes. And I mean, the videos are like, he doesn't talk. He just sets up a camera and he'll just chop and chop and then he'll lift the logs. I and mean, he does it all by himself. And I feel Is his like shirt on. Uh, sometimes. Oh, okay. but uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> those are my thing, thoughts too. I have a thing for Scandinavian men, <laughs> but I'm married to a Polak, so there you go. <laughs> but it, it, I feel like it's like giving folks who have something this sort of platform to that's not you know Lamborghinis and and uh, rap music. It's you know, whatever the TikTokers are doing, I don't really know. I try to avoid it like the plague. I um, don't even understand the tickety-tocks. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't either. It, it doesn't make sense. But I do love seeing people who have probably questioned what they have and how they're living their lives. They've now revisited it and said, well, this might have felt mundane two years ago, but now I think people are just interested in uh, normal things or paranormal things i guess for this specific situation one million percent yeah so there's shadow figures child size going on in their house because they have two little ones um like creepy dolls left in the attic or moving on their own all kinds of fun stuff so definitely absolutely check it out what do you got going on nick do you have anything interesting I've got nothing. I mean, I guess I, I, what I really have been waiting to talk about that I, I we didn't even, even in our pre-show banter that no one gets to hear before we start recording, uh, I, I waited to bring this up. I am probably going to need to recruit some sleuths, some internet detectives here shortly because uh, I got some really bad news a week ago that one of my favorite brands, Ugly Drinks, has completely been wiped off the face of the earth i saw that on your instagram what in the actual fuck i i don't understand i don't know one day they were here and the next day they were just gone it's like all their social medias and stuff down everything is still up but they haven't posted since december of last year and i dm them when the co when the co-founders stepped down at the First in the first week of this year and the end of last year, I DM them in January and I was like, "Hey, everything all right? Like you guys good? Didn't hear anything." And went to go try to order some ugly off of their website. Their shop was down. They have no product on their website. Website's still up. Went to CVS, talked to them, bought all of them that they had, and then <laughs> I <saw> that. <laughs> talked to them and they said they weren't. They have no shipments incoming. Uh, Do you want me to check my CVS for you? I mean, maybe. I mean, you're okay. closer to like New York where they're based, but I and I sent an email. I've tweeted about it. Other people have tweeted about it. Someone who works for Insider wrote a blog post about it with a paywall, and I haven't read it because it's a paywall. It's like fifty dollars to read the article. I like I love oh, ugly, for- but not that much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they apparently wrote an article saying that. Basically, the company has gone out of, out of business. So I'm trying to get to the bottom of it and figure out why I have been left high and dry. Literally dry. 
like yeah how am i gonna, i'm gonna be thirsty for the rest of my life what am i gonna drink now ugly Ugh, nothing unacceptable which is plain you water left him out of the loop for fuck's sake <laughs> and that is unacceptable ugly you owe me an explanation. I literally, I'm like sitting at my desk. I got a sticker here. You have a I got, hat. I got a, a hat. I got another sticker here. I got a hat. I got a shirt. I got six cases downstairs. Some in the fridge. Everyone, go to your CBS and send Nick your <laughs> ugly drinks, please and thank you. Set up a PO box immediately, Nick. I need it's to. It's just gonna come flying in. They have a car that's ugly. We could have made a deal. All right, I could have. <laughs> you could have had a closeout sale. Sold me whatever, like, handed me the keys. To, you could have Willy wonka this shit. Hand me the keys yes. to the factory. <laughs> Give me the van. Like, come on. Oh, my. Well, I, this is a sad, sad day. I'm I, devastated. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. Everyone, please check your local CVS for ugly drinks. It's a seltzer water. Um, I don't like bubbly water, but... It, Nick really, really likes this bubbly water, so he's going to set up P.O. Box. <laughs> bubbly water. Everybody send uh, fizzy water. I'm sorry. That's what the, the Brits call it, fizzy water. And and we're all going to send Nick some ugly fizzy water. Listen, I'm not that, I'm not even asking for that much. I'm just asking to f- get to the bottom of this. Fucking figure it explanation. out. You I can't want a break documentary. up with no explanation. <laughs> I just need closure. I think... I think At least a fucking text. A text, an email. I don't know. Throw a ugly... Like, you know how people throw bricks through windows with messages on them? Just chuck an ugly can nope, of ugly through my front that, window. People. I'll pay nope. for it. Nope. <laughs> ugly, don't do that. For fuck's sake. That is unacceptable. And and I, I, am, I am here as your shoulder to cry on as you need it. Thank you. I'm, uh, like I said, currently devastated, and I just need closure at this point. It's all I need. <laughs> okay, people, find out what walk, is going really. on. The Reddit doesn't even have anything. I haven't checked the Reddit yet, but I I don't know. I just tweeted with somebody about it today, and they don't know. Then No one knows. Just in the dark. Mm, this is my life now. I'm okay. just going to pretend to drink this for the rest of my life. Look, no one will know if I'm sitting here like, mmm, <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 2022 sucks, Kitsy. <laughs> no, it's it's going to get better. I, I read on all the horoscopes that March is the month, 2022. Everything good is going to happen. I recently was able to announce I'm going to be a part of a an investigation here in Indiana with my pal, my longtime pal, Dave Schrader, at uh, the fully oh. committed, what's he calling it? A paranormal conference at Randolph County Asylum, which I've been to a couple times in Winchester, Indiana. I'm super stoked. And why I'm, are you stoked, you may ask? This lineup is the best lineup ever. We've got my my pal, my dude, my Dave Schrader, Jeff Bellinger from Ghost Bu- Ghost <laughs> Adventures, not <laughs> Ghostbusters, is going to be there. Shane Pittman is going to be there. He was on Holzer, File- Holzer Files with Dave Schrader. And the reason I'm so excited to be there is to meet Miss Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. You may ask, as several people have, Kitsy, why on earth would former wicked adult 
uh, entertainment star Stormy Daniels be at a paranormal event because she's a witch. Mm-hmm. She's into the paranormal. She has grown up with the paranormal. She uh, actually has a show called Spooky Babes. Do I know where it's at? I don't. I probably should have looked into that. Um, I don't know if it was on TV or if it was the YouTube or what. I'm sure if you Google Spooky Babes, it'll come up. She's the lead investigator for that show. And I'm just stoked because that's the woman who kept me entertained during the uh, the Trump presidency on Twitter. So, Stormy, I fucking appreciate you. I cannot wait to meet you, my fellow witch. The dates on that are May 27th and 28th. Like I said, it's at Randolph County Asylum here in Indiana. It's Winchester, Indiana, or Randolph County. And you can get tickets at darknessevents.com. I will be doing a, I guess in the paranormal world, they call it a lecture. I call it a panel. And I'm going to have my witchy stuff with me, copies of my book. And I'm going to investigate with all the lovely people at one of my favorite locations in Indiana. So yay! That's so amazing. I know when I saw the announcement, I thought it was incredible. And I would love a uh, lecture between you and Stormy. I think that that conversation would be incredibly compelling and just amazing. I'm going to get to spend the night with Stormy Daniels, motherfuckers. Just saying. (laughs) There you go. Super stoked. So definitely check that out. And one more thing I have to add. So my... um, keep wanting to call it a massage parlor but it's it's the spa where i get my my therapeutic massages massage parlors whole other story it's fucking haunted and i know i've told you that my massage therapist is a witch and Mm -hmm. i love her to death and she's wonderful but you get the two of us together for two hours of a massage Weird shit goes down at That's the Rub in Bloomington, Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) One of their... uh, They might not want me to talk about this, but I'm sure they don't listen to the show. One of the rooms is like legit a portal. One of the massage rooms is a portal. The other one, which is Daniela, she's my uh, massage therapist. It's her normal room. We were in there, um, and the entire time we heard somebody walking up and down the hallway. We were at the very top of the stairs. There was only two rooms up there, and one of them was empty. And at one point, like, this weird, like, siren sound went off, and neither of us reacted to it, which is, I think, the really funny part. And then um, at one point, you know how, like, when you were a kid and you were at the doctor's office and you'd hear people messing around with the files outside the door mm-hmm. before, you know, laptops were a thing. I heard that happen. So I don't know if it was a doctor's office at one point. And we had even asked the owner whose um, offices are upstairs above that floor if he was on that floor. And he said, I walked up there once. But I mean, we constantly heard people walking back and forth this teeny tiny little hallway. So I have a massage tomorrow and I cannot fucking wait. (laughs) That is, I love that that, I mean, I feel like every time you tell me these types of things, it always gets me thinking. I mean, I like back to when we were talking about the paranormal university. It's, I feel like there's just such a market for stuff like this. So like a haunted masseuse parlor. 
Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm probably the only witch that'll relax during a haunted massage. Think about I, it. I mean, I feel like there are a lot of people who are into into that kind of stuff that it almost puts them at ease to know that they're experiencing something. Because some people have a really hard time, like, just putting your head down and just disconnecting. Some of us need that, like, little piece that kind of keeps us open and aware and takes away the, the just lay there and try to relax and disconnect thing. Because some of us just can't do it. They just can't. Yeah. So having that piece is like, I don't know. There's something I feel like, I mean, I guess spiritual would be the right, <laughs> would be the right word yeah. for it. But like, yeah, I, I, well, I can't even think of the word. I'm fried. It's only Tuesday. We're like halfway into our episode, though. I guess I should probably move along here. Um, <laughs> you can tell Nick and I haven't spoken in a hot fucking minute and fucking ugly. Are you kidding me? Somebody tell Nick what's going on. On to paranormal in the news. <laughs> um, this was sent to me by Tanya in the Facebook group, which is Oddity Files fan group on Facebook. And the headline reads from Singular14.com, man reports friendly interaction with anomalous balls. Yeah, oh. I said anonym, an, anomalous balls of orange light oh, okay. in <laughs> North Carolina. So Taylor was driving on Zion Church Road near Hickory, North Carolina at approximately 8 p.m. when an orange ball of light crossed quickly in front of him. Hard quotes out of the blue. I'm driving down the road and this orange ball of light whizzes across my windshield like an inch away, he told investigator Tobias Weiland in an interview. I'm doing 55 miles an hour just zooming down the road and this orange ball of light just whizzes right by me. Taylor pulled his vehicle over next to an empty field and exited, only to find roughly a dozen silent luminescent orbs the size of cantaloupes grouped together and floating nearby. And hard quotes again, I get out of my car and look up and there's like a dozen of these orange balls of light. Some of them were like five feet away, 10 feet away, but they're all just like hanging out. I should probably have a surfer dude accent because he uses the word like almost as much as I do. It was like you knew they were alive because the pattern of the lights, similar to a heartbeat, but it wasn't a repetitive thing, Taylor said. Their movements were the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. Really graceful, like butterfly. Very smooth. It seemed like they could have gone any speed they wanted. As Taylor examined the orbs, he noticed that their insides looked almost like the guts inside of a light bulb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay, let's kind of skip over this. The only time I noticed a pattern was when they left. They all flew into the same general area and flew away in a line. I watched them until they blinked out. They blinked out and there was nothing there. Taylor described the encounter as strange yet friendly. It was really bizarre. There was a dreamlike quality to the experience, but I was still conscious and aware. Were you though, Taylor? Really? It was really wild, he said. When I got out of the car and they were right there, it was almost like they were attracted to me. Like they picked up on me and were like, here's us. And what are we? <laughs> I think he was stoned. I think we figured it all out. Yeah. Um, 
But it's it's a really neat story. He apparently had a connection with these orbs, and he felt like he, uh, they were trying to communicate with him. It was beautiful. He was not the only one that saw them. This was Christmas Eve, and a, about a quarter mile away was a church, and they were getting out of their Christmas Eve um, festivities, we'll call it, because I don't know a better word. And uh, some of the churchgoers had seen it as well. Uh, and come to find out after the fact, he looked into it and there were several of these spotted throughout the U.S. on this Christmas Eve and Christmas Day of 2014. Wow. I mean, maybe it was Santa Claus and his reindeer. That's what one of the smart-ass churchgoers said. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I think the articles called them a smart-ass churchgoer. That's why I, I <laughs> use those specific words. One of the only oh, times in my shit. life I could be compared to that. So, <laughs> preach, yeah. So super interesting, and I, you know, until I was actually reading it out loud, I didn't get the stoned vibe. I was reading it; it was a beautiful story. So, if you were not stoned, Taylor, or Tyler, or whatever the hell your name was, I, 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 I apologize because I'm sure it was an absolutely beautiful experience. He said he did have a cell phone on him. It was 2014. He didn't have a personal cell phone, but he had his work cell phone. And he and the, the camera was crappy. But he did say that he felt it would be rude to take a picture of these orbs. What's he doing taking his work phone to church on Christmas? I don't think he was going to church. It just happened by a church. Oh, okay. And so yeah. he's like, sup to the churchgoers. Yeah. Sup, did you just have the most beautiful experience with butterfly orbs like I did? Okay. Thanks, Tanya, for sending that one in. I did. It was actually a beautiful story when I read it in my head. Um, <laughs> I believe I go first. I'm super stoked about this story. So I had a, a whole other story planned out ready to rock and roll with which I'll 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 um tell it next time I tell uh stories but this one I was sent a little clip on the tickety talks full circle just happened right there and of course right now I can't find it as I was writing this because like I said that is my life right now so thank goodness I wrote the name down in my notes on my phone but now I'm starting to wonder if it even happened or was it a time slip into the future? I'm going oh. somewhere. Give me just a second. It's what happens when I write my own shit. Here's why I'm thinking that. It was a story about a time slip that happened in Liverpool, England in 2006 on Bold Street. And this morning, as I'm writing this story, I found out it's not the only story of a time slip on said Bold Street. Now, I'm sure my hard quotes time slip is just because I'm Alzheimer's year old, but I'm about to tell you a few stories of time slips on Bold Street, and those stories go a little something like this. 1996, picture it, Liverpool, Bold Street. A gentleman and his wife decided, uh, were headed to Liverpool, Bold Street, and his wife decided that she wanted to go and buy a book at Waterstones, the Ooh. large bookstore. And they started to walk towards the area of the shop. 
do, do we know Waterstones? I do. I have a uh, somewhere behind me. I have a book with a receipt from Waterstones inside of it from as a book that I got over in the UK. You so fancy. Mm. Mm. I just went clothes shopping in the UK. Anyway, um, <laughs> so they started to walk towards the area of the shop. They approached Bold Street. Frank decided to go to another shop first. Oh, his name was Frank. I forgot to put copy pasted really bad. <laughs> Frank decided to go to another shop first, but bumped into his friend and stopped to chat in the street. His wife went ahead without him. A few moments later, Frank said goodbye, visited his shop, and turned to go back to meet his wife. After reaching Bold Street, he headed on towards the bookstore. As he approached, he glanced up and was surprised to see the name, Crips, above the door. As he was about to cross over to see what was going on, a van swept past him with the name Cardins on the side. The van driver honked his old-fashioned horn and drove past. Looking around, Frank suddenly realized that things were not quite as they should be. He looked at the cars driving past and realized that they were all old-fashioned vehicles, such as people would drive back in the 50s and 60s. And then he noticed the people. Men were wearing hats and macs, I'm assuming that's British for suits, and the women were dressed in headscarves, full skirts, and had old-fashioned hairstyles, such as women wore after the war. By this time, Frank was beginning to feel slightly freaked out. I would, too. He carried on crossing the road and headed toward the store. As he got closer, he noticed in the window there were handbags, shoes, and umbrellas. Suddenly, he saw a young woman looking up at the shop sign, and she looked confused. She was wearing modern clothes, and as she saw him approaching, smiled at him. Frank went into the shop, closely followed by the young woman. When they entered, he was surprised and pleased to see that it indeed turned back into a bookshop. The young woman smiled, shook her head, and said, That was strange. I thought this was a new clothes shop. And then she just walked away, looking extremely puzzled. This may sound an unlikely tale, but the odd thing about it is that Frank was, in fact, a former police officer who was used to dealing in facts and definitely wasn't the type of person who would believe in the paranormal. Frank never stopped talking about it. Was this a time slip? Evidently, Cripps was a women's shop that sold clothes and other goods decades before. And Cardin's truck that almost hit him, was also a well-known Liverpool firm that owned vans around the same time. That's story number one. Let's go on to story number two. The second story concerns a young girl by the name of Imogen. Imogene? Imogen. She had decided to go into Liverpool to buy her sister Abigail a few things for her new baby. Upon arriving, she was happy to see a new mother care store that had opened up on the corner of Lord Street and Whitechapel. She wandered around the store and picked up a few baby items such as cardigans, babies, bibs, and gloves. She was surprised to see how cheap the items were, but thought they were on offer, I'm assuming that means discount in the UK, mm -hmm. as the store had just opened. Taking them to the counter, she tried to pay with her credit card. The staff member looked at her suspiciously and went off to get the manager. When she came back, she looked at the card and told Imogen, they didn't take cards. So disappointed, Imogen went and put the items back as she hadn't had any money with her. When she got home, she told her mother what had happened. 
Her mother was surprised and really puzzled. And I quote, mom said, that store closed years ago. There's a bank there now. In fact, that's where I have my account. Not believing her, Imogen took her mother back to the same place the next day. Sure enough, the store wasn't there. It was a bank, just as her mother had told her. And then this last story is the one that got me hooked. So I'm going to try to get through this as quick as possible because I know we're running over here. Okay, the third tale is of a young man named Sean who was shoplifting in Liverpool back in 2006. He ran away from a security guard and headed down Hanover Street, trying to shake off the guard. Sean, 19, turned into a dead-end street called Brooks Alley. By this time, he was out of breath and started to get a tight sensation in his chest. He soon realized that actually it wasn't a problem with him, but with the atmosphere around him. He waited for the guard to come around the corner after him, but it never happened. So thinking he'd given him the slip, he sauntered back out and started to walk down Hanover Street again. But he soon realized that something was wrong. The road looked different, and so did the pavement. He noticed cars driving by that looked very old-fashioned, and the roadworks that he knew were there were now gone. Soon he saw the people around him were wearing strange clothes. Crossing over to Bold Street, he noticed that there were traffic lights where they, they were not before, and bushes growing around Lyceum near a bar that he recognized. He carried on walking. Soon he began to feel that something just wasn't right. Then he began Sorry. to panic. Could you say that again? Sorry, <laughs> I'm having trouble hearing you. <laughs> Sorry, Siri. Um, then he began to panic. He realized that somehow he had stepped back in time and the time slip was not going away. Then he remembered his cell phone. Taking it out of his pocket, he tried to get a signal, but of course it didn't work. Eventually he began to really panic, but soon spotted a kiosk selling newspapers and headed over. Leaning over the stand, he took a look at the front page of the Daily Post there in bold lettering was the date, 18th May, 1967. He wondered what to do. What happens if he can't be- get back to his own time? What about his family and friends? So speeding up his pace, he reached H. Samuel, the jewelers, and tried his phone once again. This time, it worked. Sighing with relief, he looked around and realized that he had returned to the present. But the strange thing was... He could still see down the end of the road, people still walking around in 1967. By this time, Sean had seen enough and dived into a bus to go home. When he was interviewed by the local newspaper later, he stated over four times the exact same account. Now, you might think that Sean was making the story up to escape the guard. But the strange tale didn't end there. When the security guard was interviewed, he stated that when he ran after Sean and turned down the dead-end alley after him, he said that Sean had completely disappeared. When the newspaper checked out the facts of Sean's story, they found that everything he said was historically accurate. These three stories are just the tip of the iceberg. There are many tales from around Liverpool that tell of time slips, ghosts, and other strange phenomenon. The stories keep coming thick and fast, and of course, the more tales, the more likely people will start to believe that they are all just being made up, or as the saying goes, urban legend. 
So what do you think? Real time slips, imagination, mass hallucination, or purely tales that have started out as fun, but have turned into the greatest urban legends of all times. Huge shout out to my wing woman for this story was Nell Rose from Medium.com. So good. It's very interesting. It's like that up until the last story, when I talked about disappearing, I was like, I mean, it could have been, there's a lot of production that happens out yeah out there um and it could have been like someone walking into a movie set the first story it's like maybe we don't know how long that guy had a conversation and then walked back and then could have just happened to walk into like a movie set that had set up or something that he didn't realize where he was but it's the disappearing piece i'm like that's eh, weird and on the tickety talks, the security guard said he saw the kid disappear. Like he was there, then he wasn't. That's weird. I don't know. Time slips or simulation the matrix. glitches. Mm, I see what you did there. Let's throw it over to some commercials and get to a quick listener story. Oddity Files is brought to you by thatwitchbeauty.com. Self-care potions for the weirdo who wants more out of life. Small batches made with all natural organic ingredients with moon charged water and crystal infused. Energy potions, smokeless smudge sprays, and even a real love potion made with real pheromones. Head to thatwitchbeauty.com and you'll find out the magic is in you too. Be fierce, be fearless, be unapologetically you. Thatwitchbeauty.com Are you aware I wrote a book? <laughs> of course you are, unless you're a first-time listener. I wrote a book called I'd Rather Talk to Dead People about my experiences at some of the most notoriously haunted locations in the world. Find out why Johnny G's Beat says one of my 2020 favorites or why Christina says wonderfully written and exciting. Katie says it's one of her best reads ever. Corey says it's paranormal investigating with heart. Head on over to amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com and just search I'd Rather Talk to Dead People by me, Kitsy Duncan. Wondering if your loved ones are around you? Wish there was a way to find out? Now you can. Introducing Paranormal Crossroad Spirit Sessions in home, in person. Limited time only. Book now at paranormalcrossroad.com. And we're back! <laughs> People, we are back! <laughs> Nick, tell me a story. All right, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story. I think this is our last story, maybe, that we have, potentially. I'll see if I can. Maybe there's one I missed in my inbox. I'll I'll double check. I swear. The you point guys is, don't send in send stories. Send them. <laughs> send them. You see my face right now. It's very disappointed. And all of you, oddityfiles crew at gmail Corey, I'm calling you out in the Facebook group. You posted a paranormal story in the group, but you didn't send it in. Yes. Unacceptable. Send it. We like emails here. We're big email people. Uh, can I say who this one is from? Yes. Okay, this comes from Brittany Freeman, and this and the subject is Leona, which is uh, very intriguing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. I we'll love see. Brittany. You would love Brittany too. I, uh, if you love her, I love her. All right. 
Hi, Kitsy and Nick. I just recently started listening to the podcast, but I am a huge fan of both Oddity Files and Paranormal Crossroads. I have tons of paranormal stories to share, but thought this story would be the best to start with. Ooh, tons, you say? Oh, she got stories. Oh, very well. Send them in. This story takes place in Bainbridge, Indiana. I was 16 at the time. We had just moved into our new house. Across the street from our new house was a small graveyard. The graveyard had been around since before the Civil War, and it was maintained by the local historical society. I've always found graveyards peaceful. As such, I spent a lot of time exploring the graves and reading under the large tree in the center. Many of the headstones were older and grown over, but one headstone caught my eye. Well, technically, it was two headstones. You see, both headstones belonged to the same woman, Leona. One headstone was leaned against the other behind it. They were both newer headstones, but they had been defaced badly. Someone had taken a sharp object and chiseled her last name off of both headstones. Fucking hate people. Huh. For some reason, I was drawn to her grave each time I visited. I would make sure to clean off any brush or leaves that would accumulate and keep it neat. I would chat with her as if we were friends. I've always believed that spirits can hear us and hope this would bring her some peace. Then one day, some local teenage boys went into the graveyard at night and smashed several headstones. This included one of her headstones. Awful, awful people. The caretakers of the graveyard came and cleaned everything up, but the feeling of the graveyard changed. It felt as though the spirits were angry. I couldn't blame them and decided to give them their space. Now, the next part of the story requires me to explain the layout of my house a bit. Our kitchen faced the street, and across the street was the graveyard. The small window above our sink allowed you to see the front yard and the edge of the graveyard. In our front yard, there was a street light, and at night, it would illuminate the front yard and some of the street. Everything else was darkness. Side effect of living in the middle of nowhere. It was my night to do the dishes. While scrubbing, I suddenly felt like someone was watching me. I looked up and could see what looked like a person standing at the edge of the other side of the street near the graveyard. I thought that was odd, but went back to cleaning. I did a few more dishes and got the feeling again. I looked up, and this time I could see it was a woman in a white dress with long black hair, but she looked fuzzy, like she was only partially there. She was standing by the streetlight in my front yard. I looked away for a second to see if my parents were around to confirm what I was seeing. When I looked back, she had moved even closer to the house. I don't know why, but I just knew this was Leona. I could mm. feel that she was upset, so I did the only thing I could think of. I started talking to her like I had so many times before. I told her I was sorry I hadn't visited, and I was sorry someone had caused more damage to her headstone. I told her that I would visit again soon, but that she didn't have to come all the way to see me. My mother came into the kitchen and asked who I was talking to. I told her no one, and she went back into the living room. When I looked back outside, Leona was gone. I did visit Leona's grave the next day and continued to do so until we moved a few years later. I never physically saw her again, but I would feel her presence during our chats. This is just one of many stories about that house and graveyard. The paranormal has always been a big part of my life. If you want to hear more, let me know. Keep being awesome. Brittany Freeman. Yes, we want to hear more. That was insane. 
insane. So I've, Brittany and I have met through the some of the Paranormal Crossroad events and um, actually just about all of them. And she, the last live event we did at the Athenaeum, her childhood imaginary friend came over the box. Um, it turns out, and so just watch the very last episode of Paranormal Crossroad on YouTube. You can find the links at paranormalcrossroad.com. Uh, it was Brittany's, this spirit was Brittany's very first, that she can remember, very first uh, paranormal experience. So she's got all the stories. She's absolutely amazing. I adore her. She's just moving into her very first house with her husband. So congrats, Brittany. Let's give shout outs where shout outs are due. First and foremost, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate it. Big shout out to our Patreon producers. Donna Blanchflower and Ryan Hoke, you guys are amazing. Uh, you guys keep telling your friends about us. Keep listening. We're almost at that 200,000 uh, downloads mark. We're just like teetering. So, you know, if you could just, you know, maybe listen to this one three times, I'd greatly appreciate or download it three times, I guess is what you'll need to do. But uh, check out all the things, oddityfilesflow.page slash oddityfiles. I'm Kitsy Duncan. Where does the new cool? And I am Nick Floyd, Ghost On. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks for listening. Head to flow.page slash oddity files for all things oddity files. Links to our merch, links to our sponsors, links to all the things oddity files. We appreciate your continued support. We appreciate you spreading the word. Please don't forget to leave a review on wherever you're listening. Again, all things Oddity Files at flow.page slash Oddity Files. Theme music provided by James Grice. Edited by me. Take care. We'll see you next time. No, you won't. You'll hear us next time. Bye.